Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm just opening the show. <laughs> Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, catching some breaking news. Uh, before, uh, as I always do, you know, we do show prep beforehand. We see the hot topics of the day. And then I always have to check and see the breaking news uh, as we go live. And there is breaking news that uh, Pelosi tonight is pushing to get a vote on the big spending bill. Actually, tonight, um, it, tonight's the big push. She wants a vote on it tomorrow on Friday. So we're going to talk about that as well as what's behind that. Why is she trying to push so much tonight for this? Why did Biden come out today with this big push uh, for the mandate? Happy New Year. Biden's got a plan for 2022. So we've got that to talk about and more. Um, we've got uh, Dave Elhoff, who's going to be on the show with us. Um, I'm laughing because I got my man. I'll bring him in in a minute. He's uh, behind the scenes trying to do something to help us out to make sure that you guys can enjoy the Facebook live broadcast, which is right now. Now streaming on the answer san diego page follow me on all the socials at andrea k and andrea k show um as soon as he gets back into his booth i will introduce him okay so why is nancy pelosi pushing for a vote on Biden's spending bill uh t- tonight in the infrastructure uh bill tomorrow um because the losses that they had from Virginia and in, and some people say New Jersey uh, that even though Murphy ended up uh, uh, being crowned the winner in the state of, of New Jersey, the Democrat, that that still uh, it was a mega shock to them because it should not have even been close. But more importantly, uh, there were local races all across the country from La Mesa here in, in San Diego, which was a huge victory for conservatism to DA's offices across the country and. Uh, it, you know, every every low level office you can imagine, mayors, DAs and beyond flipped and flipped and flipped across this country. And instead of the Democrats looking at this and respecting the voters and the message, the message that was from the voters, which was ultimately about an individual liberty, individual liberty in one major way in Virginia um, on the part of parents to have the right to control their family and their lives, because as the parent, it is individual liberty when you're talking about a parent's right in regards to what happens with their child, whether we're talking about individual liberties going on across the country with all these mandates happening at the local levels and state levels. Ultimately, it was about individual liberty. It was also a repudiation of the Biden administration's economic policies that have left us with things like $5 a gallon of gas in San Diego, uh, Bidenflation everywhere. I put up this pack of bacon on my uh, Facebook page this morning, and I got it a little bit wrong at first. I, I was in, I was in shock. I, I go to, I go to, Vons last night and I look over and I see a pack of bacon is $15.99 I'm like what the huh as Biden would say yeah yeah I'm seeing your jaw hit the ground I might as well bring him in if he can recover from the shock I'm talking about my man DJ Potato Skins. Today, I'm proud to announce one of the most important deals in the history of U.S. industries. My administration has reached a historic agreement with a great American DJ Potato Skins. And see, like him or hate him, that is one thing that you, you you cannot deny about Trump. He brought this nation perhaps the greatest economy it has ever seen. $15 for bacon? It was fifteen ninety nine to be exact. And I and, and in my shock, 
um, you know, I, I was incorrect. It wasn't fifteen ninety nine a pound. That was for twenty two ounces. Oh, that's so much better. Eleven sixty a pound for bacon. Woo. It was what seven dollars a pound for bacon as Trump was leaving office. Everything has gone up, if not forty percent, fifty percent, and doubled. You cannot be a senior right now in this country, or be on a fixed income, or be low income or minority, and be struggling and and not be stressed to the max and suffering right now under this economy. That was a part of the of the voters yesterday, uh, uh, voters Tuesday across the country. Um, and then Biden says that these mandates that now that are going in going going to go into effect, this is going to help the inflation andrea well yeah that yeah that's yeah um they're they're looking at these the at the voters and saying and biden said it himself and this is why pelosi's pushing we'll get to the mandates and the shot mandates in a minute but on the spending bill when biden was asked about what was the message from the voters he went on to say that you know if you know what if we had just gotten had the ability to basically write checks to americans we you know we wouldn't have lost these elections this was you. You did these. This was a repudiation of the economy. I, I do believe that there's a lot of Americans out there that are a suffering. B are are, are new uh, socialists churned out by the state through these state-run schools. These young people that that, as well as a lot of uh, leftists that believe in entitlement society, that absolutely are happy to get a check from from the Biden administration and actually think that you know that that's the way forward. There are a lot of people like that, but but not the majority of Americans. The majority. Majority Americans understand that their lives were better under the Trump administration than instead of getting checks from the government for six hundred dollars, that it was better to have lower taxation, uh, low regulations on businesses and create an environment that made it possible for businesses to reinvest in their employees, to give people pay raises, to give people promotions, to hire more people, to open up more locations, to invest in research and development, to uh, provide opportunity zones in minority neighborhoods, to encourage entrepreneurship with minority people. And that's why we had the lowest unemployment that we've ever had in the history of this country, primarily for minority voters. We had gas prices because of his, uh, for the first time in my lifetime, I think we were energy independent. Now we're dependent on sources we did not uh, foreign energy sources we did not have supply chain problems like we have right now right which is why god bless you if you're uh, if you're a, a struggling person on low income or like me fresh out of college and you need to buy a new car what are you going to do? Just say it. Biden has gutted this economy. We are gutted. We are gutted. So what's the democrats response? They just didn't go far left enough in the first 9 months. They got to double down on it. So that's why we got Nancy Pelosi Pushing for, uh, oh, I see John Kasich, the spitter from Ohio on TV tonight, uh, talking about the spending bill. Not one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, no. Um, that's why they're that's why they're doubling down on this, right? And I think Mansion, I think Mansion has has caved on that. But the bigger story today than that was doubling down on tyranny. The Biden administration announced. That and, and and it is response to the election, because when they see an uprising, it's like, oh, we, well, we got to squash that. Well, we got to squash that uprising and we better we better get we better get our tyrannical policies in place. PDQ, because they know that once something gets in place, it's never removed. Tyranny only grows. It only expands. It never contracts. I posed the question today on Facebook, Trump 2024, yes or no and why? Um, there a lot of people are commending Rand Paul for his questioning of Fauci today and how he grilled him over Wuhan. Um, you know, I'm Unless not gonna, Fauci's fired. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. 
It can be entertaining. You know, it, there's I guess there's a sense of satisfaction to see somebody squirm in their seat. But that's that doesn't satisfy me. I, you know, I, I lost that kind of satisfaction years ago when that's what the game Trey Gowdy used to play. Trey Gowdy used to play the game of, you know, he, you know, he would have Hillary Clinton there and he would ask all these tough questions. And, oh, I love Trey Gowdy. He holds people accountable. It's not accountability until somebody's fired. Until somebody's pro- like Hillary Clinton is prosecuted for the crimes that she committed. It's not accountability. Right. Can I answer your Facebook question? Well, let, 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 lay the groundwork with Fauci today. OK. Because um, I know it's kind of circular. Because it has to do with these mandates today. Had Fauci never been listened to, had he never been handed the keys to our country, we wouldn't be in this shape. It's true. We've got these mandates coming in January. It's an extension of the tyranny that began going back into February of 2020 and March of 2020 when Trump went along with somebody saying to him, we need to shut down this $3 trillion economy in an election year. Because if we don't, 20 million people will die when there was no data to back that up. It was supposed to be 14 days to flatten the curve. We were supposed to be back to business by Easter. Didn't happen, did it? We're still not back to business. We're still not back to business. Tyranny is just growing. And if you're not going to be a force to it, and and I love Trump. And I don't know what I would have done had I been in the Oval Office and had somebody come in and tell me that. But I tell you what I wouldn't have done is I wouldn't have three months later and four months later when it was clear that he was being lied to, I wouldn't have kept him in office. I, I wouldn't have kept him in his job. Trump's not in his job. So what was the value in keeping Fauci? Did he accomplish anything? He was too worried about re-election and he ended up losing. If you believe the election results as a result of it, he certainly didn't. He certainly, uh, you know, should have been focused on um, if he was if if Molly Hemingway has a book out. I don't want to spend too much time in the elections. There's, there's a lot we can go on with that. Um, but I, I think that Trump got sucked in. But and he should have he been if, if he was going to be doing some things, if he was going to be focused so much on reelection that he was going to be willing to let some tyranny take root out of concern for reelection, then he should have made sure work with the Republican Party that there was plans in place to provide election integrity. So what's going on with these mandates? What's going on with these mandates is come January 4. Um. Because here we are, 14 days to flatten the curve, uh, no masks, and then it was um, everybody's got to wear a mask, and then it was then it was well now we've got to stop the spread. So then we had we had all these always move. Uh, yeah, the the goalposts always moved. We at that point they were denying therapeutics, accusing Trump of t- telling people to inject bleach when we had people were dying unnecessarily because we could have had therapeutics. And then it was well you won't get back to life until we have these shots. There'll be vaccines. There'll be ninety something percent effective. When once we get to 80% of Americans being uh, getting the shots, everybody will be, you know, back to normal. Now it was, there's no such thing as herd immunity. Now you got to get multiple jabs. You got to get boosters. Um, we still don't, we still have kids not able to go to school unless they, now, uh, uh, first, uh, they, we couldn't get kids back into schools unless they were going to wear a mask and be six foot, which was insane. And now they got to get vaccinated. <clears throat> and now they got to get vaxxed. Uh, Biden himself had said, that and and Fauci had said that there would be no no shot mandates that we did not do that in the United they States. Said clear as day. They said it clear as day. Now here we are, come January four, <clears throat> they've already done it. First at state levels, now to national level. That healthcare work federal 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 workers were going to have to take the jab. Except who? White House. They don't have to take the jab. Geez, I wonder why. Congress. 
They're not mandated to take the jab. Could it be because at least 200 of them reportedly, according to Dr. Peter Corey, were treated by Dr. Peter Corey with ivermectin? That the, the illegals coming across the border, they don't have to get the jab, do they, Skins? Or tested. Yeah, they don't have to get tested. So what's this about? It's about power. This is about tyranny. So January 4, as a new regulation written by OSHA, now states that any company with 100 and more employees, everybody has to get the shot. And if not the shot, then tested once a week. And that's for now because they're even exploring just making it across the board for any type of employment. Right, because they, they're, OSHA is exploring making it apply to businesses with 90 employees or less. And what they're doing is they're taking feedback from the employers, which means that the Biden administration, the Democrat Party, all of you out there who think that they care about employee rights, they don't care about Nothing employee rights. rights. This isn't about employee rights. This is about tyranny. This is about tyranny. If you believe in the shots being effective, take the shot. They're not vaccines. You know, I know they're not vaccines. Because they don't meet the definition of a vaccine on the CDC. Which and they is, had to change their definition. So they had to change the definition. They're therapeutics. They're treatments. Very poor ones at that. Yeah. According to the people that were buried for having gotten the shot. Yeah. Blood clots. Myocarditis. Now, it, and, and I said I had heard on, on a show that San Francisco was going to be mandating for uh, doing a vax passport for five-year-olds. today. It's true. It's true. For so, five-year-olds. For five-year-olds. Less than 500 children in the past two years since this, since this uh, virus hit the scene, less than 500 children died with COVID, not necessarily from it. And we're going to mandate that children get injected. At five years old, of course, we know because the story you brought me yesterday, they're actually going to begin trials on six month olds. This is insane. And Andrea, this is why, to answer your question, at the end of the day, if we even make it to 2024, as much as I like Trump and I like Trump a lot, he is not the guy for the job at this point. He's too nice of a guy. He's too much in the weeds. Uh, We need somebody like or we need specifically somebody just like Ron DeSantis to lead us out of this tyranny. Well, I think I think if it, I what I like about Trump, I'm and I'm on the fence. This is why I posted it out there to you guys and make your case for me if you want to call in and share your case 888-344-1170. We need to be thinking about it now. Right now. Right now. And I don't think that we should be automatically thinking it's Trump just cuz we like Trump. No. I think our, there's too much at stake. I've never been somebody that had an emotional attachment to a politician. Freedom is on the line yeah. right now. I don't attach. I don't attach my emotions to politicians. These are employees, and I never had a problem when I was managing, hiring, and firing. I never had a problem firing an employee who wasn't doing the job because you're hired and you're being paid to do a job, and either you're going to do it well or you're going to be gone. Right. And that's what tr- how Trump approached his business in the business world. Unfortunately, that's actually not what he brought. To the White House at times, Christopher Ray was a horrible f- f- hire. He needed to be fired. Jeff Sessions was a horrible hire. He needed to be fired. Instead of recusing himself, and I've got a story to update with you guys on, on the Durham investigation, instead of recusing himself and allowing the forces of the deep state to be weaponized against a sitting president with a, with a perpetual coup attempt, Fauci needed to be fired. Right? Need, absolutely needed to be fired. Clinton should have been in jail. And Clinton should have been in jail. Bill Barr should have been fired. 
I don't care how many people he had to fire. I don't care if it was a revolving door. You, you put somebody in a position, if they're not doing their job, they need to go. Because we have a problem in our government. And it involves both parties. These, this swamp that's all about protecting themselves. It's all about enriching themselves off the backs of the taxpayers. It's all about making phony promises to the taxpayers of what they're going to do for us while they're, while they're taking money from uh, Big Pharma, all these lobbying groups. Yeah, ever notice they don't play by the same rules as they expect us to live by? Right. That's why Congress doesn't have to get the—they're not mandated to get the shot. At least I don't think they're wearing the dopey mask anymore in Congress. That was ridiculous. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Um, Love to hear from you guys on our thoughts, 888-344-1170. I'm going to talk about uh, Durham from the Durham uh, investigation is finally going to make an arrest for something that happened in 2017. I don't know what took him so long. But is that is that good though? Should we should we celebrate this? We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. I just I just uh, caught wind that somebody I'm working with here has used a little thing called Resort Pass. I'm so curious. I was thinking about doing that this weekend here in San Diego. Especially with all the great destinations here. Right. Well, this weekend we've got a, it's it, spring forward, fall back, right? So we've got to turn our clocks. Ooh, I forgot about that. I know. So it's kind of like this is my last weekend to pretend like it's still summer, go hang by a pool, you know, um, you know, sip something, you know, yummy and bubbly, like my favorite mineral water. Um, I'm totally addicted to Topo Chico. Have a burger by the pool and chill a little bit. So, see, I'm already in weekend mode. You said you had me at burger by the pool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so lowbrow. I mean, people, you know, here in, in all of our amazing resorts, people sit and like eat sushi, right? You know, and uh, nothing better than a good burger. I, that's me, man. A good burger, a magazine, or a good book out in the sunshine. And I'm oh, just you and so I happy. I have more in common than I thought then. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, all right. Before I tell you guys update on the Durham report, I want to continue uh, the discussion about Trump and Fauci and the shots and, and all this in 2024. We have to be looking right now one of the mistakes that the republican party makes is we wait until it's election year the democrats it's like congressman big said last night all day every day 24 hours 24 hours a day one time uh, ron nearing was on my show years ago he used to be the head of the county the republican party of san diego county and then the state of california and i can't even remember when it was and he's like well it's not election year yet yet we'll we'll deal with that come election year i mean that's just been the the mindset of the republican party we need to be thinking about it now and so should trump Trump right now is the forerunner. If he were to run right now, he would not win. I don't even think it would be close, Andrew. I don't even think it would be close. And and let's assume we're talking about a fair election. And let me tell you why. Skins, you mentioned it during the break. When he gave a speech in Alabama and he was talking about the shots, he was booed. And that was First the, time ever I've right, heard that man booed. He was booed. He is not. One of the things that was so brilliant about him in 2015 when he came down the escalators and he started talking about the border and it was build the wall became the hashtag. And um, and what was the other one? It was lock her up, which was not specific about Hillary Clinton. It was uh, it was it was about her, but it was also bigger than that. It was about two sets of of uh, justice departments, two sets of laws, one for the elites and one for us Americas. Uh, he, so he had his finger on the pulse of what Americans wanted. He doesn't right now. 
his speeches that he's given lately did not reflect what's what these voters voted on and these red waves. I was just going to say that, and that's not why people voted for him back in 2016. Right. So um, he 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 he's not reflecting the the temperature and the will of the voters right now. Do you think he knows that, Andrea? Um, I, I think he's grappling with it. I think I think he's I think he's grappling with the fact that he wants to be able to tout his record of success, and he wants to include the shots in that. But the problem is. There's problems with the shots, and and he needs to recognize that he he needs to uh, he needs if, admit it. He needs well, yeah. He what he needs to say is, you know, I trusted the uh, our you know the United States government. We didn't, you know, and this is very rough. He needs to basically say, I did not get behind Operation Warp Speed, so that it could be used as a force for tyranny on the American people. Hundred percent. And in the course of a rush. To make it possible, that means that we we are under the emergency use authorization. We're really in a state of continued trials. It is incredibly important that the American people have a choice. And that also includes a choice in their treatments. In addition to having the freedom of choice for the mandate for the shots, they also need to be given a freedom of choice for uh, treatments uh, for early onset. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, budesonide, treatments that have been denied the American people. And cost many lives. And cost many lives. He needs to be out there on the campaign trail right now saying that that what he accomplished as president has been hijacked and used as a force for evil. And he needs to get out ahead of it. And I hope he sees it because if he runs on that, Andre, he would win. He would win. He absolutely would. People are peeling off from him. He also did not talk on the campaign trail and hasn't in a speech that I've heard him give about CRT. I think part of the problem is about CRT and the transgender and all that. Um, the the cultural wars. He's, he was absolutely brilliant on the economy. Um, of course, um, uh, he also was great with foreign policy and what he did with the U.N. and what he did with NATO. Um, but when it comes to the cultural stuff. He's not been he's not been hard, hard on that. And this is a winner. One of the takeaways for the Republican Party and for Trump is that we can win these cultural issues. You just have, you have to stand up. And you, you have, have to, to stand for up them. for it. You have to fight for it. And if you're going to and if you're going to take the the old school GOP establishment campaign mindset of we're just going to talk about tax reductions and we're not going to we're going to avoid the, the, the tough um, the, the the tough topics. You'll lose. You'll, you'll lose. lose. You'll lose. It, it's not going to work anymore to talk about Hillary Clinton and, and any of that old stuff. And he needs to come out and say, I should have fired Fauci. Fauci needs to go. And he also needs to come out and talk about and and um, and not just and not just in a way of, yeah, Bill Barr was a jerk or something. Be very specific about what his plan is to route out the deep state and restore justice in the Department of Justice. I have not heard him give a speech or talk about the people that have been held as political prisoners from January 6th. I know you said that you 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 thought he was grappling with some of this stuff. Do you think he's going to get to the point anytime soon where he says, okay? I have to turn this around and I have to be just as brash as I was back in 2016. I think he's I think he's undecided as to whether or not he's going to run. Really? And I think that's part of it. And so I think he's kind of I think he's in a um, I, I he did make noise or, or there was a statement recently that he, he in the spring he will have a new social media network. Maybe he's distracted. But if he's even thinking about running, if it's on the table, he needs to be out instead of his response to the uh, Virginia election was to take credit for it. 
Yeah, that was the wrong move. No, he should be he should be speaking on the issues and the policies is what he should be doing. He should be supporting. He should be speaking out and saying uh, about uh, uh, talking about CRT and why these parents were wronged and why these parents have a right to have control of their uh, educations and the taxpayers and should be talking about the pornography in the schools. He doesn't get specific. And he should stand up and also say, hey, you know what? Like you said earlier, I, you know, Operation Warp Speed, my idea, got these vaccines, but what's going on right now? I'm standing up for the American people that don't want to lose their jobs to these vaccines. And oh, but yes. And oh, by the way, I'm concerned with some of the stuff that I hear about these side effects. And and, and as Americans, we have a right as consumers to be cautious. Um, something else about Rand Paul. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I mentioned this earlier. All these, uh, I, I think I touched on it. You know, there's all this credit for him, you know, today and everybody's playing these clips on all the shows about him really busting Fauci on um, gain of function. I've said from the beginning when this gain of function stuff started coming out and and the United States was funding it. I wish Rand. I, that's not the biggest issue for me, how it came about. The far bigger issue for me is Fauci lying and denying there and, and issuing orders to hospitals, denying proven therapeutics that work that could have saved lives. Upwards of 500,000 people's lives could have been saved if they had been properly treated early on instead of being told that they weren't even allowed to get a stinking Z-Pack and had to wait until they were so sick with pneumonia and that they got to go to the hospital, put on a ventilator and given remdesivir and then their kidneys give out and then they're dead. And you and I both know people that that's happened to. When, why didn't Rand Paul bust him today and spend at least as much time on the therapeutics issue as he did on funding gain of function in Wuhan? Because it's easy to get into this, you know, and go that it's a much tougher thing to do than to deal with the therapeutics. So it's just theater. It's, it's all that was was theater day. Uh, before I take a break, 40 Republicans have joined together <clears throat> to um, formally disapprove and nullify, nullify the vaccine mandate under the Congressional Review Act. And this from uh, Jerry Moran <clears throat> from Kansas. He said, isn't the question who is best to decide whether or not a person should be vaccinated other than the person in consultation with his or her uh, position? I think it meant physician. No, that's not the question of who is best. See, that leaves the argument as to decide who's the best person. When the AMA is corrupted like it is and doctors are taking orders and refusing to follow their Hippocratic Hippocratic oath and treating patients who should be treated. We've always treated the symptoms of a virus in this country until now. No, the question isn't who's best. This is not a question of who's best because that leaves it open for debate under the U.S. Constitution. This is about liberty. I don't have to debate who's best. Right. I make the decisions for me. Right. He does go on to say that it was a vast overstep of the authority of what should be a personal medical decision. <clears throat> and then he went on to say it will only benefit Americans that if Biden decides to ha- to halt the mandate, it will benefit Americans still struggling from the coronavirus pandemic. It's not the way to frame it. <clears throat> the economic destruction in this country that's related to the COVID uh, 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 virus was inflicted upon by the government. The argument is not we have to not force mandates because forcing the mandates are what's hurting the American people economically. Of course, it is in the, in the form of people losing their job. It's not the, American. But the Republican Party has never been forceful enough to say, because they don't want to admit that they went along with it, that COVID didn't shut down any business. COVID did not cost one job in this country. The government did. And it was unnecessary. We never had to have sh- restaurants shut down. It was always and 100 percent about power. And you can know this because the people that 
were issuing all these, uh, you know, proclamations, weren't worried about it. You couldn't go into a restaurant, but Governor Newsom could, right? You could congregate in a Walmart, but not a church. You could literally go and sit and have a meal inside of a strip club in San Diego, but not a restaurant, right? That's the economic issue that should have been put forth forcefully by the Republican Party, and they should have been doing it every step of the way. That the Democrat Party used coronavirus as a way to bludgeon, to destroy the economy, to stop Trump from being reelected, to inflict pain on the American people so that they could push them into the dependency class, make them so miserable that they would be begging for these shots, but denying therapeutics and letting people die. It was nothing but a plan for power, Real and it's quick, evil. I, you know, and that pushback is good, and I like it. It's a, it's, a, it's a glimmer of hope. But at the end of the day, where does it go? It goes to the Supreme Court, and you and I both have a problem with that, right? Uh, we do, I, uh, yeah, because you cannot count anybody who's counting on the Supreme Court, court to save us hasn't been paying attention to the Supreme Court because they have they have refused to hear. They fast tracked they fast tracked the Texas abortion case in like two days, but they have refused to hear. And they did it on uh, under the pleas of the abortion providers from Texas, but they denied and any any election cases, even ones that were under their purview that, that that has to do with 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 the different states, and they have not been willing to hear one case that had anything to do with mandates, whether it was students from Indiana University, whether it was healthcare workers from Maine, uh, I think it was first responders from New York, all across the, the things country. Things are breaking this nation. That's right. That's right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more to talk about. So stay tuned. 888-344-1170. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. I'm super glad we've got a caller to go to real quick before we talk to my man, Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor who's here with us tonight for his Wednesday night segments. Hi, Joe from San Diego. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea. I just want to say, first time listener, you have hit it on the nose. My God, the last 10 minutes. I just wish we get get this news out to everybody. I mean, this is not about parties. This is about liberty. And we are being taken to the cleaners every time, every which way we look. And uh, it's just so frustrating. And the hypocrisy that we see with these, this Congress who has their own way of treating uh, COVID-19. I am so sick and tired of it. And I just wish the truth would get out there. I can't tell you how much uh, I'm, I'm happy to have listened uh, this evening. The first 10, I've just been here for 10, 15 minutes. And you summed it all up uh, perfectly. Well, I just want to thank you for taking the time and getting the message out. Well, I want to thank you for calling in, and I want to assure everybody, Joe is not a family member that we that we or paid a no, no. or a plant to call in the Absolutely show. Absolutely not. And Joe, hopefully, <laughs> we've hooked I, you to I, listen I, every I night. Oh, I will. I, I got you guys on there. I listened in the morning, eleven seventy, and and uh, I just ah man, it just it's really upsetting that we can't get more people. They'll even listen, you know, even the, the left side, they, they just won't, they won't, they won't listen. So, um, and this is just logic. This is, this is not party lines. So well, it's again, a- I just want to thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you calling in. Take good care. Call back again soon. You too. 
Um, how do I go from that? I'm just all aglow right now. I might as well just... That's a great compliment. What a great compliment, and what a great listener. And a smart one, too, because he's agreeing with AK. You know who else agrees with AK? The Financial Thought, Dr. Dave Olhoff, and he joins me now. Hey, buddy. Hey, AK, how are you? Well, I'm good. Um, I was kind of giddy off of uh, the elections Tuesday night and the significant wins the Republican Party had. And I was kind of laughing afterwards because Pelosi was asked, you know, she's got these, uh, you know, what is it, $95 trillion in spending she wants to put forth on the American people. And she was uh, asked after the Virginia governor loss, um, you know, whether or not this is going to stop the agenda. And she says, well, of course not. We're just in, in fact, they the Biden administration says that they, they lost because they didn't spend enough. And at first I was giddy about it. And I was like, yeah, y'all keep going with that. And we'll definitely win in 2022. But the reality is as Pelosi pushes tonight for a vote tomorrow for all this big spending, that's not really good for us economically, is it? Not at all. They're doing absolutely the opposite of what they should be doing. Increasing spending with government handouts, the way they're projecting it, is not going to solve anything. I don't know what they're trying to solve. I mean, some of the stuff is not solvable that they're trying to solve. And they have no control over it. And they think they do. And continually, they come across saying, we know better what to do than what the American population does. We'll take care of you, American population. Well, how'd that work out in Russia? How'd that work out in China? How'd that work out in any other socialist regime? It never worked out. The government doesn't have your best interests at hand. They have their interests at hand. You're talking about Congress. Congress, how come Congress has their own retirement plan, not the same one you and Mm -hmm. I do? I'm telling you, it's sick. I'm sick and tired of this Congress that goes in and tries to tell us, we know what's best for you, just trust us. Well, and the thing is, is that, yeah, it's the same. They have their own retirement plan. They, they, you know that their um, their agenda is flawed and hurtful and damaging and destructive to the United States of America and every, every individual system uh, citizen when the plan is that they don't have to live under the weight of their own policies. Whether we're talking about retirement plans, whether we're talking about Obamacare, um, w- the, the Justice uh, d- Department and the rules going on with the laws, you know, we literally are in a state of already, before they finally usher in their full communist agenda, we are already in a state where it's the elites uh, versus the peasants. And they're putting everything that they can into the spending bill. And if you're an American out there, uh, do you even know what's in it? Do you even know, you Democrats out there, that some of the spending is for them to pay for journalists to propagandize? You know, um, we, we shouldn't even have NPR as it is. Um, but there's there's not been a system that's ever been done that was based on redistribution of wealth, income redistribution, that ever worked out to the benefit of any citizens. But they've been successful in taking over our schools. So we've got, I don't know how many of the 330 million Americans in this country, Dave Elhoff, well, I don't know what percentage are, are ignorant of history, and that's why they're buying into this. Um, and what my biggest concern is with this is that once a spending plan gets implemented and signed into law, has it ever been retracted? Has it ever gone away? 
Never. Never. It only gets bigger. And the bigger the government, the smaller the individual. And I can't get over, I can't emphasize over and over again, is that the idea is that the government will take care of you is a flat-out lie. What they are doing is they're enslaving you. They're enslaving you to the government, giving you money, keeping you poor, and keeping you down. That's what big government wants to do, and historically, that's what has happened in the area Russia, China, Venezuela, wherever it is. Now, the nice thing, and be on a good note, is we are in America, and we still have some citizens out there, and more and more, as the vote in Virginia points out, they don't like the way the Democrats are pushing this system. It is not the American way. No, and I tell you what's not the American way, and then we're going to take a break and continue with Elhoff. Biden was asked specifically, because one of the things I think that was so bad for the Democrats going into Tuesday was when there was a report that the Biden administration was going to take money from taxpayers or borrow it, which still has to be paid back by taxpayers. They were going to pay $450,000 per person to, to, uh, to illegals. So Biden says that that report was garbage. And then today, when asked in a press conference today, the White House says, oh, Biden is comfortable paying the illegal immigrants $450,000. So on top of you having to pay $5 for a gallon of gas and all the Biden inflation, it's now close to $12 a pound for a pound of bacon in San Diego, $6 for loaves of bread. I mean, people suffering out there, they're going to write a check to illegals for $450,000. And you're still voting Democrat. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got to wrap up the show. More with Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, 888-344-1170. Get more from the Andrea K show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. <clears throat> we have to be in our lives far more fiscally responsible than our U.S. government is. We also have to be strategic because we, particularly if you were thinking you were 10, 15 years away or even younger thinking about retirement with this with this inflation and the spending. And, you know, Deutsche Bank said a couple months ago, they warned the United States on spending. They said, if you continue to spend, you will see a recession worse than anything that happened in the 70s. And so you need to be figuring out what to do with your money, right? And most of us are not financial experts. Most of us are not financial thought doctors. That's why we have Elhoff. That's why we have Elhoff to help us try to navigate all of this. Um, Elhoff, at least... We're coming off of, with all of this right now, can you imagine the situation we would have been in with all these shutdowns and everything that had happened without the foundation of the Trump economy? Is it ridiculous or what? Can you paint a clearer picture between Obama and Trump, between Trump and Biden? Yeah. There's not a clearer picture. He had the economy hitting on all cylinders until Joe came in. And I'll tell you something, folks, what you need to think about is not necessarily growing your assets, but protecting them. Because if we have a 30, 40, 50 percent decrease in the market, 
How's that going to affect you, especially yeah. you folks out there that are five years before retirement and five years into retirement? Yeah. If you have a crushing blow in the stock market like we experienced in 2008, that's going to change a lot of plans. You either can't retire, you got to work longer, or you got to spend less. So if you don't have a strategy in place to protect a portion of your assets, then you need to call me. And mm-hmm. I've got a movie that's coming out. I know I've been talking about this a long time. Mm-hmm. You've been well, teasing be me, man. You've been teasing me. Yes. It'll be out. I'll have the materials next week, how people can see the movie by themselves. But I also have licenses to put it into movie theaters, and I plan on doing that. Okay, Dave, how critical Probably, is it that people see your movie? Well, that's what I'm going to have next week. They're going to be able to see it. And I'll tell you something. It's what PhDs, Nobel Peace Prize winning PhDs, do to solve the biggest issue out there. Bill Sharp, the guy that invented the Bill Sharp ratio, said, and that's the risk-adjusted return ratio that teaches people that how much risk are they taking in order to achieve a certain return. He says is the most difficult problem facing people retiring today. And this movie tells them how to do it. Yeah, because right now, how do you know? Because we we can't, uh, I mean, with inflation going is and supply chain issues. And I mean, it's it's never it's never been harder to predict the economy and what's going to happen than it is right now. And, you know, it's incredibly frightening. And um, it but it doesn't help you to bury your head in the sand. It doesn't help you to ignore the issue. What helps you is information. And and that's why people need to see your movie, and they also need to talk to you. So you're promising us on the Andrea K. Show that next week you're going to have this information. It's it's, um, the baby boomer dilemma, and you're going to have the information on when we can see this movie. Absolutely. Okay. In the meantime, how can they get a hold of you? Several people reached out last week. They texted me, 619-548-0965. And I've gotten in touch with these people. We're excited working with them. Okay. 619-548-0965 or email me at Dave at my last name, Elhoff, E-L-H-O-F-F dot com. And I'll tell you, I'll get you a package out and get you started down the right path. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate working with you and you helping my friends out there because... Um, you know, I'm certainly no expert in the finance department, so that's why I had to bring in someone who is. <laughs> you got to know right, your limitations, you, and I know mine. Love you guys. All right, love you. Take good care. All right. Um, so tomorrow's Friday. Uh, we've got we've got Bob Walters will be with us. Um, I'm going to be giving you guys a little update. Interesting things happen in the Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, prosecution. It's kind of falling apart. You know, he was the young man uh, that was arrested for murder when it was probably self-defense. We're going to talk about that and the Durham arrest on tomorrow night's show. Love you all. Peace out.